0: I'm at Secret Creek Wildlife Sanctuary I'm here to meet coal miner turned conservationist Trevor Evans who set the sanctuary up on an old mine site 19 years ago This is home to many endangered species pygmy possums, spotted quolls and koalas too And I'm here to meet the resident dingoes
1: This is uh, Dusty and Secret, and they're our two um, alpine dingoes. Um, our alpine dingoes, this male here has got a black father and a tan mother, and this one has a white father and a tan mother. So um, they carry different genetics, different colours for the, the uh, different dingoes around, around the uh, alpine areas. So they've got a double coat like a husky, and they're quite different to the other types of dingoes around Australia.
0: We're looking at a male and female dingo. Evans hopes they'll have puppies. Purebred bred dingoes are becoming rarer as they mate with feral dogs out in the wild.
1: Yeah, so dingoes are not dogs. They're actually genetically different to a dog and they're different to a wolf. So they have their own genetic line. Um, they have only like four puppies, five puppies maximum. And they only breed once a year, which is their main characteristic, different to a dog. They're pretty good up until about 12 months old and when the hormones cut in, they want to actually start roaming and looking for a mate or getting out of a yard and getting into mischief, um, testing the boundaries you might say, like most teenagers.
0: This sanctuary is an important wild animal refuge, especially after the wildfires. More than three billion animals were killed in the fires, and those left behind are struggling with habitat loss and less food to eat. More and more hungry dingoes are venturing closer to towns.
1: At the time of the fires, back, um, back on the 21st of December when they arrived, uh, we knew the fire was coming, and had been coming for some time, so we actually boxed all our animals up and moved them down to a, uh, a safer place in Sydney at, at Featherdale Wildlife Park, and, uh, they were good enough to look after him for about six weeks for us through that period of the fire and the clean-up from the fire and all the other things that were going on around that time because we'd lost power and water and all those sort of things.
0: Although dingoes have long lived peacefully with indigenous communities, when European colonisers came to Australia in the late 1700s, that changed. White settlers perceived them as a threat to their livestock, Now they're widely considered a pest by farmers and most state governments.
1: Yeah, in some states it's it's actually um, legal to shoot and poison and remove dingoes from the environment. I'm really appalled by the uh, 1080 poisoning of dingoes en masse since our fire event. um, The dingoes have had to come out of the the wilderness area to actually try and uh, get enough food if they survive the fire and now to be decimated by poisoning um, is is just wrong
0: the new south wales government classified dingoes as wild dogs that means they're considered a pest just like domesticated dogs that are now feral from august this year the new south wales government continued to drop deadly poison from the air through many national parks including the blue mountains This poison is called 1080, or sodium fluoroacetate. A
1: 1080 death is a really horrible thing if you ever see it. An animal dying of 1080 has their their stomach lining um, ruptured and and they they bleed and froth from the mouth and it all comes out blue from the poison itself and the dye and it's a pretty sad way to die and it's not that quick. So um, it's just a, a wrong thing to do to any animal on the planet.
0: 1080 is controversial. It's been banned in the United States for leaching into waterways and endangering human health. Here, the Invasive Species Council, a not-for-profit organisation based in Victoria, whose aim is to protect Australian biodiversity, agrees 1080 causes severe distress to animals, but says that it is necessary for conservation. Many local residents like David Walker think dingoes should be left alone to live in the wild.
1: I can't understand why white Australians seem to hate Australia's native animals so much. If dingoes and other Australian animals ever needed champions, they need them now. We've had the drought, fires and the cruel way that dingoes are being killed and legally. I moved here to the Blue Mountains to live closer to animals and to nature. There's plenty of room for dingoes and for humans. We don't need to poison these animals. It's our home, but it's their home too.
0: Meanwhile, researchers like Michael Letnick, a professor of conservation biology and ecosystem restoration at the University of New South Wales, says there are non-lethal alternatives that scientists are looking into to help keep dingoes away from farms and sheep. He believes classifying dingoes as a pest makes it easy for authorities to kill them with impunity. Poisoning has proven to be effective, but also cost effective. While we're a largely urbanised society, we're still the product of a colonial agricultural society. Agricultural yeah. industries have a lot of political power. Um, and that's, I think, borne out in New South Wales with, with our persecution of dingoes. If we can use non-lethal techniques to control dingoes, then I think it really is possible that in some areas we'll be able to hopefully maintain their populations. At Letnix University in Sydney, there are teams of researchers are doing just that. Currently, they are conducting trials with wild dingoes in the Mile Lakes region near Newcastle, about 250 kilometres from Sydney, using dingo scents and sounds. Dingoes are highly territorial, so if they smell or hear another pack of dingoes, they avoid an area. Just maybe recordings of dingoes or smell stations could be effective enough to stop using poison. Letnick also believes Australia should have more protected areas where the dingo is left alone to be wild. But there are still large parts of the country, large parts of New South Wales, where we have these remote mountainous parks where I think we should have dingoes, and we should just leave them alone. Many scientists believe dingoes play an important role in ecosystem health. Letnick points out that as apex predators, they keep down feral cat numbers. Governments here could take inspiration from successes in Yellowstone National Park in the United States. There, the reintroduction of wolves help keep down elk numbers which in turn boosted the number of beavers a keystone species rewilding Australian landscapes with the dingo could potentially help keep feral cat numbers at bay and prevent them from killing important native species but educating people about the value of the dingo is the first step to rewilding says Evans
1: we need to concentrate on training our all our youth uh, from all backgrounds, because they're the ones that are going to take on the mess we're going to leave behind and uh, try and fix this planet. So um, with a bit of luck we can train them up um, and everyone should be training their young people in uh, future management of wildlife, the environment um, and all the other things we need to, uh, to live on this planet in harmony.
0: For now, sanctuaries like Secret Creek are necessary to keep dingoes safe. But with more research into non-lethal ways of keeping dingoes away from farms and more education to promote respect for the animal, plus more reserves where they're protected, perhaps one day it will be safe for the dingo to roam wild again. For DW, I'm Georgina Kenyon in the Blue Mountains, Australia.
1: DW.